Welcome to season four of the CEO Mom podcast, The Woman, the Mother, and the Myths. The podcast of CEO Mom magazine, the publication that puts supermomming into perspective. I'm your host, Vonna Matthews. So let's listen in. Hello, ladies. Welcome to another installment of the CEO Mom magazine from the pages segment. Today, I am going to get very personal by reading an article I wrote for our spring 2021 issue. For most of us, 2020 was quite a year, but for me, 2019 was even more challenging because it was personal. It was trying. It tested me. And it's not that 2020 didn't, but 2020 did not feel as personal as 2019 did. So I wrote a piece for the spring 2021 issue that really talks about how I had to learn to process, to heal, to give myself space and to redefine what it really looked like to move on. And I think sometimes we think we have moved on from trauma or moved on from something significant that has happened in our lives because we're able to keep going. We're able to go to work and take care of the kids, take care of our families, participate in various activities. When in essence, we haven't actually really taken the time to heal and just to pause and pay attention to how we're feeling and how we're dealing with everything that has happened. So I decided to get a little vulnerable, be a little personal. And so it's a challenge for me today to read this, but I hope that someone else will be blessed by it and someone else will be challenged and someone else can relate. So this is a part of our self-care corner. It's a new section that we introduced this year in the CEO Mom magazine and our 2020 one theme is the year of the do-over. And so with spring 2021 being our first issue of the year, this kicked off the theme. So this is called 2021, the year of the do-over, starting with healing by me, Vanna Matthews. 2019 was one of the most challenging years for my family. I know what you're thinking. You mean 2020, right? No, For me, it was 2019. Now, don't misunderstand me. 2020 was a beast. I still have to be intentional about maintaining my mental health from the chaos of the year. I also understand that for millions, the year was defined by loss, heartache, and uncertainty. Although my family experienced some of the heartache along with the rest of the world, we didn't go through as much as others. I thank God for protecting us as I pray for those who experienced the worst of 2020. I say 2019 was the most challenging for us because that is the year we suffered loss in what felt like every part of our lives. The greatest loss was my mother-in-law passing away of breast cancer. She was a 10-year survivor before the cancer returned with a vengeance. As we watched her health gradually decline, all while we were dealing with other challenges, we knew our lives would never be the same. She was the matriarch of the family, quiet and meek in demeanor, yet unapologetically persistent. She was the core. 
Losing her required a hard shift that would create new roles in the family. We had to move forward and figure out what this new normal would look like. With all that we'd gone through in 2019, I hadn't realized how much of the suffering I was holding on to, how much I had allowed to seep into my skin. Suffering had become a part of my being. When 2020 hit, I felt like I had no time to breathe or heal. My life moved from one chaotic year to another. Fear, anxiety, and self-doubt had taken up residence in my mind, in my body, in my soul. Those feelings of trepidation impacted the way I made decisions and the way I moved through the world. But how could this be? I am a woman of faith. I know who God is. I know what he can do. I have witnessed and experienced his power. So why am I allowing fear to consume me, anxiety to control me, and self-doubt to define me? This is not a story filled with answers. Rather, it is a story of realization, reflection, and redirection. It's a story that reveals why self-care should be embedded in our everyday lives, why you can't get back to business until you get back to you. I'm learning that I can't arrive at self-care. It's not a destination. I must enter into a relationship with self-care, courting it, and getting to know its relevance in my life. I must approach it gradually taking it one day or even one moment at a time. I slowly realized that fear, anxiety, and self-doubt were playing such roles in my life, not because of what I had been through, but because of what I hadn't. I hadn't given myself time to heal, time to breathe, or time to hear God. I hadn't looked at my suffering in the face, acknowledged its existence, processed its impact, and relinquished it of all its power. We often move on before we're ready because that's what society prompts us to do. In most cases, that's what life forces us to do. Life must go on, we say. Instead of taking the time to pause and process our trauma, we mask our lack of healing with everyday life. By not taking the time to heal, I had entered into a relationship with suffering. It was motivating my decisions, how I see myself, and how I move through the world. It even started to manifest itself in my body. Suffering is a part of being human, but it doesn't have to control us. It's not the only part of being human. Therefore, we don't have to give it more power than it deserves. How do we do that? Enter into a space of realization. Realization is the act of becoming aware of something as a fact. It is also the fulfillment of something desired. There's a few things I had to accept as truth before I could remove the power of fear, anxiety, and self-doubt. Healing is required every time you experience suffering or trauma. Number one, healing is required every time you experience suffering or trauma. We must stop trying to get on with life as though nothing happened. That is not a sign of strength, but rather it is resistance to the very thing that will help us move forward in a healthy way. When I was a kid, we were taught in the case of a fire to stop, drop, and roll. In the case of suffering, stop to acknowledge you've gone through something traumatic. Drop to your knees in prayer and then start the healing process. For each of us, that looks different. Look for evidence of growth and restoration before you move forward. Number two, acknowledge how the traumatic experience has impacted you, mind, body, and soul. This is an evolving process because the full scope of the impact may unfold over time. You can still start the practice of becoming aware of how what you've been through has changed you. Some simple steps are to write down your feelings and thoughts. 
Read them as truth. Celebrate the positive transformations and be intentional about reversing the negative ones. Don't pretend like everything is okay. Being able to cope and move forward is not always an indication of healing or strength. Sometimes it's reflective of denial. Number three, accept that the practice of self-care is vital to your healing. As I've stated, self-care is not a destination. Once you are aware of your feelings, your thoughts, and your movements, you can create self-care practices that fit into who you are and who you strive to be. There are so many ways to practice self-care from your relationships to your daily routines to prioritizing your physical health to your spiritual maintenance. Identify activities and practices that nurture your whole self and make those habits. The key is to be intentional, consistent, and gracious. Number four, let go and let God. I once heard someone say, you be you and let God be God. Your healing takes time. It is a process that evolves as you do. God is the healer. Fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10 God knows what you are going through. He knows everything about you. Your pain is not new to him. Surrender all your cares to him as he walks with you on your journey of healing. Ask God to equip you with what you need to experience wholeness and healing. Acknowledge your weakness and watch God become stronger. Relinquish control to God for he has the power. 2021, the year of the do-over, starting with healing by Vanna Matthews as a part of our spring 2021 issue. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the CEO Mom podcast, The Woman, The Mother, and The Myths. We hope you've enjoyed the conversation as much as we have. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe and definitely rate us. Go deeper with us on every episode by subscribing to our exclusive newsletter at CEOMomMagazine.com. There, we'll provide tips and information based on every episode. This podcast is produced by For Her Media with music by BOPD and C. Scott. Until the next conversation, thanks for joining us.